welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and I am a guy in my 40s here living in San Diego, raising my two beautiful children with my beautiful wife, uh, lived here all my life, and basically used to be in the radio business, but now I'm doing this podcast, I'm sharing my stories about what's happening with being unemployed, having to social distance my children, having a a daughter who has special needs, um, talking about, you know, just trying to get through 2020. That's basically what life with Hula is all about. Um, Just trying to share my story and see if, you know, everybody else can relate. I also love sharing, you know, entertainment news and things going on around the country as well. And uh, just, you know, having a conversation. And that, again, is what Life with Hula is all about. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for tuning in. And if you could do me a favor and hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, I would love that uh, follow. Also, um, I'm part of a a new thing in October. Um, It's the – I think it's called the uh, Podcast Magazine. Um, I think the website actually is podcastmagazine.com. If you can vote for my podcast, Life with Hula, just to keep me on the the hot 50 podcasts, I would really appreciate that because that's something that is going on uh, every month, and I would love the follow, uh, I love the support there as well. And uh, today's Thursday. It's a throwback Thursday, and everybody likes to reminisce about things. Well, I usually play clips from when I was in the radio business, and this is actually pretty funny. Um, I actually am going to play a clip for you where um, we had myself, uh, AJ, and Sarah uh, when we were on Sunny 98.1, which was my last radio station. Uh, We were going over the worst songs, um, the hardest songs ever to sing. Um, and you're going to hear us all sing uh, in a few minutes. Also have your moment of pure happiness, which is amazing. It's a Greek athlete who carries a disabled woman up Mount Olympus, fulfilling her lifelong dream, which I think is amazing. I've got a weight loss check for all of you who are following my intermittent fast. And I'm going to, I don't really like talking about politics. That's not like, not my thing, but there is something that, that happened um, with last night's debate, uh, the vice presidential debate that I want to point out. And I think it's a lot more fun because as a American, you should, you know, be following the whole presidential election. You should be, you know, you don't have to fully be like uh, analyzing everything, but it's 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 a way to watch the debates and have a good time at the same time. And it does not involve drinking. It's not a drinking game, but I'll share that with you in a few minutes. But first, as always, I love sharing stories to keep you in the know. Now, these are actually stories I feel like are going to be talked about in your office. The first one is an actual awesome story about how important family is. And there's an astronaut who chose his daughter's wedding over a space test flight. Uh, this is happening out of uh, Cape Canaveral, Florida. The commander of Boeing's first astronaut flight has pulled himself out of the crew, so he's going to stay on Earth, um, not at the International Space Station, for his daughter's wedding next year. It's the second crew switch for Boeing Starliner capsule, grounded until the end of this year or early next because of uh, software problems encountered during the first test, uh, the flight last December. Boeing astronaut Chris Ferguson announced his decision Wednesday. Uh, Last year, uh, NASA astronaut Eric Bowe stepped down um, from the first Starliner crew for medical reasons. Both were replaced by experienced space station astronauts. In a video posted to his Twitter account, Ferguson said, It was a difficult decision, but next year is very important for my family. He said he has several commitments, which I simply cannot risk missing. A Boeing spokesperson confirmed one of his daughters, or one of it is his daughter's wedding. Uh, 
He says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just not going into space next year. He stresses that he remains committed to the Starliner program and will continue to work for Boeing. The former NASA astronaut has flown in space three times, commanding the last shuttle flight in 2011. He has been replaced on the Starliner crew by NASA astronaut Butch Wilmore, who has been training as a backup for the test flight. Wilmore joins NASA astronauts Nicole Mann and Mike Fink, who replaced Bo. So, wow. Like, I mean... It's interesting, you know, depending on your work, we've all been faced with hard decisions in our lives. It's, you know, going out to space is huge, you know, it's, it's, it's tremendous to go out to space, but having your daughter get married is a huge thing as well. Um, a lot of us, you know, would have flipped the other way around and missed our daughter's wedding. Um, but it shows that, you know, for him, family's important. And I, I commend him for that. That's amazing. I, I, I really, I, I've had to learn because uh, I'm a workaholic and I, you know, have made decisions sometimes that I've chosen work over my family. And now as I've been unemployed and been going on this whole, you know, journey that we've been through with the pandemic and quarantine, I've uh, focused more on my family, and so I, I've really had to learn that, and I I really commend this astronaut for choosing his, his children, um, his family, over his job. Your next story to keep you in the know, Rhode Island Zoo welcomes first baby flamingo in over 22 years. For the first time in more than two decades, a Chilean flamingo chick was born at Roger Williams Park Zoo in Providence, Rhode Island. The zoo posted on its Facebook page a video of the little floof which as of Wednesday is seven days old. This chick is the first flamingo to be born at Roger Williams Park Zoo in 22 years, the zoo said. Mom's doing great, tending to her little one. The zoo uh, wrote this on Facebook. Our fabulous keepers and vet care team will continue to monitor mom and baby. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, just so you know, a flamingo's lifespan ranges between 40 to 60 years, in case you didn't know that. Some SeaWorld knowledge right there. And your last story to keep you in the know, McDonald's reveals their new apple fritter, blueberry muffin, and cinnamon roll. So for the first time in over eight years, McDonald's is expanding its McCafe bakery lineup with launch of three new treats, the apple fritter, blueberry muffin, and cinnamon roll. Uh, starting October 28th of this year, all new sweet treats will be available all day at participating locations nationwide. The apple fritter is a classic fritter made with cinnamon and apples, fried to a golden brown and drizzled with a sweet glaze icing. The blueberry muffin is a new recipe, a blueberry muffin baked with real blueberries and topped with a streusel crumb topping. And the cinnamon roll is a cinnamon layered uh, between buttery flaky pastry dough that is drizzled with a cream cheese icing and served warm. These new treats will join the brand's existing McCafe cookies, pies, making the first addition of bakery items to the brand's core menu in over eight years. You know, I for those that don't know, I'm a McLoyalist. Like, I worked at McDonald's. I... I I support, I'm very loyal to McDonald's. Um, that's why I call myself a McLoyalist. I, I'm i not sure about this, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of like fast food baked goods. Like I just don't, like stick to your, you know, sausage McMuffins or stick to your, your hotcakes and your pancakes and stuff. I feel like pastries um, should stay like with Starbucks, like with coffee joints, with uh, donut shops. Like let them do with that and you guys at fast food just give me like a really good hot sandwich or some really good um you know potato you know hash browns like don't go into the pastry world because i just don't care i don't think it's it's a good thing i don't really care you know to be honest with you 
But that's just my opinion. You guys disagree? You agree? You can email me at lifewithhula at gmail.com. And those are your stories to keep you in the know. All right. Um, so like I said, uh, I, I try not to get political. That's just not a thing I do. I'm not a political person. Um, but I will say that I did watch the debates last night, the vice, vice presidential debates. And there's something that I do um, that I think is awesome. I think it's funny. It, it keeps me entertained. A lot of times when I do find things a little too cringeworthy, um, when a debate's happening or if I find it boring, this kind of peps me up. You need to actually open up Twitter while the debates are happening. It's awesome. Uh, first of all, people will say the most hilarious things during the debates. They capture like images of the candidates doing something and then making a snarky comment about it. I mean, the biggest thing um, from last night's debates that I just made me laugh is all of Kamala Harris's looks. Like every time she looked over at um, Vice President Mike Pence, like she give like that look like, oh, don't even mess with me right now. Like hilarious. People were retweeting that. Um, the fact that, well, first of all, let me just say, way to go, vice presidential debates. Way to to deal with the topics. Way to deal with actually having a debate. Like compared to the presidential debate last week, this was what should have a debate should happen. Um, but also on Twitter, um, some other funny things that moments that happened um, when that fly landed on Mike Pence when on uh, Vice President Mike Pence, and it just stayed there. People were taking a lot of the photos of that. Uh, there was a moment where people were taking photos of Mike Pence's um, red eye. Apparently he had a red eye. And so everybody was talking about the fact that he might have pink eye or I don't know, some form of coronavirus that has a pink eye. I don't know. But it. I will tell you, I wasn't drinking last night. I, I haven't drank in a long time, but it was hilarious to just follow on Twitter. Um, I, I realized I haven't been on there in a while on Twitter. Um, apparently I follow... Uh, Maria Shriver, if you don't know who that that is, um, I think she's still uh, married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, she had some amazing comments. Um, I follow uh, who else was just like a bunch of friends who are actually like into the political scene. Um, I follow them and they were making funny points too. Um, some some hilarious moments, but um, that's something you should do is follow Twitter and on top of that, follow the fact checking because it's funny to hear like these folks these candidates like say something and then the fact check fact checker will pop up and go this is misleading or this is not entirely true or this is false like it is hilarious and entertaining nonetheless so if you get an opportunity for the presidential debate next week i know you might not want to watch it, it it's, it's almost like watching a train wreck i think i'm ready for it but I'm going to open up Twitter because I think it's going to be great to watch that at the same time. And my fact, my fact checking thing. So make sure that's just my, you know, my two cents about debates and politics and election. And last but not least, make sure you vote. It's important. It is your right to vote. And so you should do it. Okay, I'll get off my pedestal now. All right, it's time to check in with my weight loss journey. If you've been following my journey I have uh, taken up a 40-day intermittent fast. I am uh, doing what the window is called 18 and 6, where six hours of the day I'm eating or I have the opportunity to eat um, between the hours of 12 and 6 um, p.m. And I have lowered my caloric intake. 
This is the fourth time I've been doing it. So I've done it multiple times and I've seen a doctor and I take special pills and I, you know, am doing all the proper things that I feel that I'm, I'm going good with. And um, today starts, uh, it's one week. Um, I started on Thursday last week. But it's interesting because um, I have to remind everybody, Thursday, the first day that I did it, October 1st, was a cheat day. So I could eat whatever I want. Um, so I gained weight, obviously, from day one to day two. So technically, this is, even though it's seven days, it's uh, day, day six for me. Um, from yesterday, I basically plateaued. I didn't lose any more weight. So I'm still about five pounds down, um, which is a little disheartening. It's a little frustrating, but you know what? We just keep trudging along. We just keep going. Your body's getting, my body's getting used to this whole new thing again. Um, I know the goal is right now to lose 20 to 25 pounds. Um, after seven days, I'm five pounds only. Um, it's okay. You know, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep swimming. We're going to just keep moving forward. So that's kind of the update right now. I did lose, though, because um, I have a Fitbit watch, and it's attached to um, my scale, which is also like a Fitbit-type scale. Um, the scale said I had lost body body uh, fat percentage. So, And I know it's like in correlation. Like if you lose weight, you gain body fat percentage. Well, I lost body fat percentage, but I didn't move in my weight. Plateaued. Pretty much stayed the same. So there's that. Um, so, and also I'm still keeping up with the, uh, five burpees, five crunches and five, uh, squats I'm doing a day for the just one challenge. Um, so if you want to jump on that too, feel free to jump on that. Um, so there's your weight loss check, um, for today. All right. Like I said at the beginning of the show, this is, uh, an opportunity for me to share a throwback Thursday clip. Cause that's what I do on Thursdays. Um, people like showing old pictures. I like playing old clips from when I was in the radio business. And this one was when I was on Sunny 98.1, my very last radio station I was on. Um, I was on a show called AJ and Sarah. And AJ's the host of the show. Sarah's the co-host. I was the producer. Um, and we did a little segment where we um, had to go over the world's hardest songs to sing. And then we had to sing. We had to pick a, a song out of a hat and sing that song to show you how hard it is to sing that song. And here is your clip. Enjoy your Throwback Thursday clip of the week. There's a list out, Sarah. It's kind of interesting. The 10 hardest songs in the world to actually sing. Okay. You ever that when you're driving around in the car and you figure to sing along? Well, this one's harder than I thought. Uh-huh. These are the toughest of the tough of all time. Okay. For example, here's one of the hardest songs in the whole wide world to sing. Unchanged Melody, The Righteous Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh. Here we go. I think you can totally do it. I 
but I have nothing but faith uh -huh, in you. Uh -huh. So we all know the, the original version. Absolute best. I don't you think you need to try it like it's all on the line right now. It's I don't early. think Whitney would want me to do this. I think she would. We I just heard the original. Would. Show us just how hard it is to actually sing. And uh, <laughs> I will always love you. Oh, that is wow. Wow, dogs. Wow. <laughs> And then you're gonna say, actually, oh no, that, that was, was it. it. That was the whole break. We're gonna get a break right now. That yeah. was the whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Whitney. I'm gonna make Hula go last because he's the only one that's got a shot at no, it. He's these. gonna nail By it. By the way, can we say that was actually the number one? That was the hardest song in the world karaoke song. So you did pretty good, Sarah. Oh, you're <laughs> a liar. I don't know nice. So where does mine come on the list? Because I just drew. All by myself by Celine Dion. Oh, oh my God. I wish well, I got that. Let's hear it first. Okay. in number five, by the way. Yes, I have a high-pitched voice. Um, I've been told this all my life, and even now, still today, people will go, "Hi, ma'am. Can I?" You know, well, they they will say that I'm a woman. I'm surprised no one has said that comment here on my my podcast yet. So there it is. <laughs> that is your Throwback Thursday clip of the week. All right, and as always, I like ending the show with your moment of pure happiness, and it's an awesome one. A Greek athlete carries a disabled woman up Mount Olympus, fulfilling her lifelong dream. Uh, basically, uh, long-distance runner Marios Gia 
Gianna Cao has a long track record of taking on challenges. He trekked 168 miles across the Al Marmoyum Desert. I hope I said that right. And he also took first steps in a frigid 93 mile cross country race in Antarctica. Uh, prior to his latest endeavor, he had already uh, successfully taken in the view from a mount, uh, top Mount Olympus, uh, its highest peak, 50 times. When Gianna Cao met and befriended 22-year-old biology student Eliferia, I'm so sorry if I didn't say that, Eliferia uh, Tsiao, uh, and learned of her dream to experience the summit herself, it seemed only natural that he would be more than ready to rise to the occasion. According to the Greek reporter, he said, for me, all international races, the medals and distinctions so far mean little compared to that goal. So with uh, Tosiao securely harnessed in a specially modified backpack, Gian House, uh, along with an eight member, teams, uh, member support team, started the grueling ascent of Mount Olympus's tallest peak, Mount Mitikas. Man, these Greek words. So sorry, guys, I'm ruining this for you. When they reach 2,400 meters, the party uh, stopped to rest. After making camp for the night, they reassumed the climb at 6 a.m. the following morning. Three hours later, at 9.02 local time, having put in more than 10 hours climbing all told, the triumphant pair reached the 2,918-meter summit. Um, according to Gianna Cow, he says, there is nothing more real than the dream. And it, um, than the dream. It's heartening to know that while we generally think of heroes as stuff of myth and legends, there are actually some shining examples like Marios Janikow who really exist in real life. So that's awesome. That's he dis he carried a disabled comrade to the top, piggyback style, um, all the way up 2,000, 2000 meters plus, just so she can get the dream of seeing the top of the 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 mountain. That's amazing, and that's just pure love right there. And that's your moment of pure happiness. All right, you guys, uh, that is today's show today. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Life with Hula. If you can do me a favor and follow me um, on Facebook, you can do it at Life with Hula um, on Facebook, or you can email me, lifewithhula at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you can vote for my podcast, Life with Hula, on uh, podcastmagazine.com, that would be most appreciated. And then last but not least, you can also search for me, Hula SD, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, all of those uh, social media platforms, Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D. Other than that, um, we're almost close to Friday, guys. Get ready. It's going to be exciting. Um, have yourself a wonderful Thursday, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Thanks for listening again to Life with Hula, the podcast. Bye. Bye.